0: for connecting with people through life groups and pocket churches. To learn how to get connected and find your pocket, please go to lifechurchgreenbay.com. Again, so glad you're here with us today. Here's this week's message. Hey friends, open your Bibles
1: to Matthew chapter 22. If you're not in a place where you have access to a traditional Bible, you can open up the you version, or it's also called the Bible app, and all the notes and scriptures, those have already been uploaded for you. Of course, we'll also put the scriptures right there on your screen. Wherever you happen to be watching us from, I sure love you, and I'm sure glad that you are part of our family. Merry Christmas, friend. Well, I mean, in a few days, but Merry Christmas nonetheless. What I want to talk to you about today is what Christmas is really all about. I mean, let's be frank. It's all about gifts. Every kid knows that. There's nothing better than waking up and finding a tree filled with gifts, brightly wrapped gifts with the ribbons and the bows and those little curly swirly things. I love those little curly swirly things. I really love watching people make the little curly swirly things. You know, like the professional gift wrappers a few years ago I took my gifts to the mall and there were people there who for a donation for charity they were wrapping the gifts and they were like gift wrapping ninjas it was incredible this lady wrapped this thing and i the seams and the and the little folds that she made they were incredible and then she took the ribbon and she tied it around it, and then she took her scissors and she did this like magical snake eyes storm shadow thing with her scissors and all of a sudden like the the little ribbon was like like a little like a little pigtail it was so sick i love those little curly swirly things or stockings jammed with candy and gift cards and little gifts like the pre-gift gifts I wonder, can you think back to the greatest Christmas of your life? I bet you there's a gift associated with that Christmas. I bet you there's a gift that's tied to that memory. I remember the year I got the Death Star. Y'all, that Christmas was amazing. I don't remember what we ate for dinner. I don't remember who gave us a Christmas card that year, but I can still remember the feeling I had when I tore into that wrapping paper and I saw that beautiful Kenner box. My life was complete. The reason Christmas is all about gifts is because it was founded on the principle of a gift when it was founded on the gift of a person. In the midst of chaos and rebellion, God took the one thing that was most valuable to him and he gave it. He gave him as a gift, a gift for you and a gift for me. Look what the Gospel of Luke says, And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end, I mean, the gift was even wrapped. <laughs> that's bad. That's worse than a dad joke. That's a, that's a pastor joke. I literally read that whole scripture just so I could say that the gift was wrapped. That's so cheesy. But anyway, I want to talk about the gift that's on everybody's list this season in a message we're calling Love Much. Let's pray. God, we love you. We really know that you love us. God, especially those of us who are your people, we feel your love. We benefit from your love. And hopefully, particularly during this season, we will spread your love. And so, God, today for my friends who are watching this who maybe aren't feeling love, This is a difficult season for so many people. So many people, it's the most wonderful time of the year, but for other people, it's the most difficult time of the year. And and so, God, for those people, I pray comfort. You said you'd send your Holy Spirit as a comforter. And so, God, I pray that over their lives. God, for all of us, that you would help us to receive love and to give love more in Jesus' name. Amen. Love, it's not only the definitive characteristic of God, it's the central theme of the entire Bible. There are 393 verses that talk about love. And not a surface love either. A love that's vast, that's deep, that's broad. God always wanted us to love much. But how much? Jesus actually tells us in the Gospel of John. He said, a new command I give you, love one another. As I've loved you, so you must love one another. This is how everyone will know you're my disciples. If you love each other, he said you have to love as much as I loved. How much did he love? First John tells us. This is how we know what love is. Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. He loved us with his life. And that scripture just said he expects us to do the same. When the Bible talks about love, It always requires a response. Love was always meant to be reciprocal. Look what the Gospel of Matthew says. Jesus breaks it down so well. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And a second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Did you catch that? How are we supposed to love? We're supposed to love with all of our hearts. We were designed to love much. In fact, 1 Corinthians 14 says to make love your greatest aim. Like that's so good. I wonder, have you done that? We have got to expand our capacity to love, but how? Well, first we have to understand the nature of love because we look at love like it's an emotion or like it's a feeling, but those are symptoms of love. What we need to do is find the source of love. So let me help you do that by giving you the ABCs of love. Here's the first. Love, it's an action, Love, love, it's not passive. True love is active. Look at what St. Matthew said. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. They were like sheep without a shepherd. I wonder if you saw the order there. It says Jesus went, Jesus saw Jesus felt. Jesus went, then Jesus saw, then Jesus felt. So many of us, we do the opposite. We think we're going to feel love first, like like Thumper in Bambi. We're going to see someone, and all of a sudden, uh, our eyes are going to pop out of our head, and uh, hearts are going to go around. Uh, Time is going to slow down, or it's going to stand still. Like, we're going to We're going to feel love. And then once we felt love, we're going to see love in the form of a relationship that will then go to great lengths to protect and preserve. But love doesn't just happen. Love is an action. Here's the second. Love is a burden. It's weighty. It's heavy. Love is a load. I mean, look at this beautiful story found in the Gospel of Luke. One of the Pharisees, he asked Jesus over for a meal. So, so Jesus, he went to the Pharisee's house and he sat down at the dinner table. Just then, a woman of the village, the town harlot, having learned that Jesus was a guest in the home of the Pharisee, she came with a bottle of very expensive perfume and she stood at his feet, weeping, raining tears on his feet. Letting down her hair, she dried his feet, kissed them and anointed them with the perfume. When the Pharisee who who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, if this man was the prophet I thought he was, he would have known what kind of woman this was falling all over him. Have you ever felt like Jesus was something that you didn't expect him to be? But Jesus said to him, he said, Simon, I, I have something to tell you. And Simon said, oh, tell me. Jesus said, Two men were in debt to a banker. One owed 500 pieces of silver and the other 50. Neither man could pay up. And so the banker, he canceled both debts. Which of the two do you think would be more grateful? And Simon answered, I suppose the one who was forgiven the most. And that's right, said Jesus. Jesus. Then turning to the woman, but speaking to Simon, he said, Do you see this woman? I I came to your home. You provided no water for my feet, but she rained tears on my feet, and she dried them with her hair. You gave me no greeting, but from the time I arrived, she hasn't quit kissing my feet. You provided nothing for freshening up, but she soothed my feet with perfume. Impressive, isn't it? Now watch this, because Jesus is such a G. He says, He says, This woman's been forgiven much, and she's showing much love. But the person who's shown little love shows how little forgiveness he's received. I mean, this woman, she had no choice but to love Jesus because her love, it was so heavy. She loved him to her core, and that's how I want to love him. I want to love Jesus deep inside of me, and that's how I want to love you. Because when you've been forgiven from much man, it's just a whole lot easier to love much. I mean, how can I judge you when I know me? And so I love you and I love him with a heavy love because love, it's a burden. Here's a third, love is a choice. It comes back to a response because love always requires a response. It was always meant to be reciprocal. It comes back to the question recorded in Matthew 22. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus knew love would always require a choice. Otherwise, it wouldn't have required a commandment. Because God knew we wouldn't love ourselves, let alone love others. That's why the apostle John said, we love because he loved us first. Before we ever thought of loving him, he was already loving us. It's why God's love required a gift, because he knew we wouldn't love ourselves. And so he had to provide the gift, the ultimate gift. And he did that because he loved the world so much that he gave his only son, so that whosoever chooses to believe in him will never perish, but will always have eternal life. Because love, it's a choice. Will you choose it today? Love, it's a gift. Will you receive it today? Would you close your eyes? You know, salvation is about generosity. This season is about generosity. I'm a generous guy. I'm a gift giver. I love giving gifts. I love giving gifts. I love giving gifts more than I love receiving gifts. But you know, to someone who gives gifts, a relationship is required in the receiving. If you never open a gift, that gift expires. It becomes irrelevant when I got that Death Star when I was just a little kid, had I left that unwrapped, it wouldn't mean as much today. And so today, you're being given the opportunity to receive the greatest gift humanity has ever seen. We call it salvation. It is a relationship with Jesus. And so if you're watching this and you say, Sean, I don't have that. I don't, I've never opened that gift. I've never received it into my life. We're going to give you the opportunity to do that. And it's really simple to do. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that you are a sinner and that you believe that Jesus can save you, you'll be saved. So today we're going to give you the opportunity to do that. I'm going to say a few lines in a prayer and then I'm going to pause. And if you repeat those words after me and you mean them in your heart, you will receive the gift of salvation. So will you say this, Jesus, I'm a sinner, but I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Come into my life. Change me. Make me different. Make me new. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, you just received the greatest gift you will ever receive in your life, the gift of eternal life. And we want to help you maintain that gift to keep that gift, to not just throw it away or give it away. And so if you prayed that prayer, would you message us so that we can connect with you and we can help you on the journey from where you are to where God wants you to be, which is more like Jesus. But we're not done. Maybe you're watching this and you say, Sean, I'm a Jesus guy or I'm a Jesus girl. I'm going to heaven. I've received that gift. I've unwrapped that gift. And I've even implemented that gift in my life. But for whatever reason, you're holding back. Whether you're holding back with God or you're holding back with other people, you say, Sean, I'm not loving much. I mean, I'm talking about an exorbitant love, an excessive love. You say, Sean, I'm not loving much, but I want to start. Can I pray for you? God, for my friends on this broadcast, I pray that the love of God that supersedes and transcends all understanding would fill us from the bottom of our feet to the top of our heads, that it'll, that it'll overflow from us, God, that when people look at us, they won't even be able to see us, but they'll see you, they'll feel you, they'll experience you, they'll understand your love because they see it through us. So God, today, help us not just to love, but to love much. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us this week. Did you know we have discussion questions for each message? You can download them and talk it over with your friends and family. Go to LifeChurchGreenBay.com to download today.